As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Cooper in motion. Dak throwing that way, and it's Clement into the end zone. And the fifth touchdown pass of the night for Dak Prescott, a career high and a record-setting mark. The only thing I've got to say is, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, indeed. The Cowboys' season ends with a bow. A nice bow, though. Not one of those cheap stick-on bows. You know, one of those Neiman Marcus bows. One of those Jones family-approved bows, I guess. They kill the Eagles, but you knew that. But we got playoffs to talk about. We know who they're playing, so we'll talk about that as well. Welcome in to About Them Cowboys on the Athletic Podcast Network, which now features Daily Crossword Puzzle. I'm Kent, producing, uh, welcoming in your host, Kevin K.T. Turner from The Eagle and Sports and Such, and from The Athletic, it's Saad Youssef and Father John Mashoda. K.T., lots to talk about. Take it away. Well, 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 the playoffs are here and only one team enters the NFL playoffs that scored over 50 points in two of their last three games. That is your Dallas Cowboys. Look out. Look out, league. The Mike McCarthy way. The Mike McCarthy wagon all aboard. Choo-choo. So, yeah, we know now. uh, And by the way, thanks to everyone who's listened to this podcast from the beginning or all year long. Uh, we're going to try to keep about them Cowboys the, the same way it's always been and, and hopefully make it better along the way as well. Um, and one thing I, I just want to say is uh, we're recording this on Sunday night because, you know, Saturday night we knew the Cowboys would play. We, we knew we wouldn't know who they were playing. So recording this on Sunday night, when you're listening to this, you can know um, it is the 49ers that the Cowboys will get because the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks today. Then the Rams went and lost to the 49ers in overtime in a great game to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. Matt Stafford throws a YOLO ball, gets intercepted, as he'll do, as he will do. So the Cowboys will get Jimmy Garoppolo, who looks like Christopher from the Sopranos. That's who they're going to get. Now, the, the as we record this, the schedule's not out. I just want to have my estimation on record. I'm, I'm predicting a Sunday night 49ers at Cowboys game. That's my prediction because CBS will get the middle game on Sunday. But here we are. We know who we're playing. We will have a big Cowboys 49ers preview episode later in the week. 
So tonight we're going to talk about all that stuff. But early thoughts, though, John and Saad, on uh, getting the 49ers and not the Rams or Cardinals because it's a bit of a shocker. It is. I came into this day thinking for sure it was going to be the Cardinals. Um, and I was thinking that certainly when the Rams pulled away early. And so that's not going to be it. But uh, I would say my initial thoughts were uh, when you're on Twitter and 99% of your tweets are about the Cowboys, the comments that you get are almost never all in the same direction. You know, there's people that have a lot of different views. Even if you think it might be the obvious thing that you tweet, it's amazing how all over the map people can be on, on just a simple take. But I was pretty I was pretty pretty amazed that when I posted what the final NFC playoff standings were going to be, how many people, how many Cowboys fans were not excited about this matchup? And I just found that interesting because it's like, believe me, we talked about on this show before how the 49ers might not be the best matchup for the Cowboys because they run the ball, the way they play defense, all that, that, that. You know, that's great and all. But if you weren't getting the 49ers, you were getting the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray aside, we're going to talk about the Eagles game, but like, what did you, what do you think jo- James Conner was going to do when he came back for the Cardinals when you see what that Cowboys run defense looks like? So, like, there's no obvious choice here of like a team you were like, Man, they needed to get that team because it would have been easy. That would have been an easy first round. None of these first round games that were realistic were going to be easy. That just that wasn't going to happen. You're going to probably play the Cardinals or the 49ers. Like there is arguments for both of those being the tougher matchup for whatever reason. Like neither of them were going to be easy. And and to be honest with you, the way the playoffs are right now, show me the easy matchup and I'll probably pick whoever you think the underdog is because it's just all over the map right now. I mean, it's just the NFL has this exactly how they want it with the parody. And so, yeah, there's certainly things that the 49ers do, and we'll get into that later in the week, that are not going to be great for the Cowboys. But there's a ton of stuff that a healthy Cardinals team does that's not great for the Cowboys because there was a ton of stuff with a not healthy Cardinals team that wasn't good for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we saw J.J. Watt obviously coming back, uh, so, like, that's going to be reinforcements for them. But I don't want to, like go too far get too far ahead of myself but like for me this is about more than just the wild card round because like the getting up to the number three seed you don't have to go to Lambeau until the NFC championship game to me that's the biggest thing in in all of this is the the fact that if they would have finished as number four seed then they would have they could have had Green Bay the next week in the divisional round but you know if you if you win the wild card game which is going to be obviously now against the 49ers you either travel to Tampa, who you've already seen, and you already played there, and you played them well, or you host the Rams or the Cardinals. Again, not not to get too far ahead, you still have to beat the 49ers, but I'm just saying in the big picture, I do think this fell favorably for the Cowboys because would you rather because the disparity between the 49ers and the Cardinals is not huge, but if you had to face, uh, but then you look at the next round and going to Lambeau next week would not be a fun would not be a fun task. I guess, you know, to me, I, I, in a way, I kind of look at it as you're going to have to play them either way. But I, I, I do kind of see what you're saying there. I would tell you this, and I don't know if I'd mentioned this on the podcast. I wanted nothing to do with the 49ers. And whenever we had those fun conversations, like if it were a situation where you moved up, what's the team you wouldn't want to play? We all very quickly, very quickly would say San Francisco 
over the other bubble teams that were like, Oh, I don't, I disagree with that. When we were having those conversations, that was not when with Rams Cardinals involved. Those were the after those teams who is the one that, so that's when it becomes saints, Eagles, then 49ers of those clearly, no doubt about it. 49ers is, is the clear team and whoever else is in the bubble. We, we were not putting that in with the Cardinals, Rams, Bucks, and, and Packers. At okay, least I but, I'm not, but I, I would have to check the tape, but I think I, I, I feel confident that I mentioned, I think I would rather avoid San Francisco at all costs. More than the, the Buccaneers Rams. and the Packers. Oh, no, no, the, no, 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 no. The Rams and the Cardinals. The, oh, the, the two options. Yeah, I, I, I certainly wouldn't do the Rams. I understand like what, what just went on in that game, and you can say that, yeah, this is what Stafford does and all that stuff like that. That team's so much more than Stafford. I love how Cowboys fans have just keep talking about this Rams thing about like Stafford and that. How about the fact that Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald can wreck games? Oh, did they not do it today? Yeah, they didn't do it today because they're playing a team that plays them all the time and knows them really well. You're going to be really stunned if the Cowboys played the Rams and Aaron Donald just wrecked shop, like literally by himself, by himself, Chris Jones, that thing like we saw in Kansas City. Would you really yeah. be surprised if that happened? Talk more about Matthew Stafford. Let me hear more about that. I'm a little bit more worried about Aaron Donald. Well, the, the, the Rams aren't trying to run the ball. Uh, that's uh, my, my fear is like I, I've got a healthy fear of the Cowboys being able to stop the run, <laughs> which I know it's like we haven't seen a lot of teams try to do that very often. But like a team's trying to stop the run, uh, time trying to run on them all, all the time. And that's what San Francisco is going to do. They're going to try to run the ball. You stop it. And they're going to try to get play action going. And Jimmy G either throws it to you twice or he doesn't. Um, the Cardinals like, could I, run the ball on this Cowboys team without James Conner. What do you think would happen me, with James Conner? Well, yeah, James Conner's a little different when Chase Edmonds isn't playing. That's a whole different dynamic. But but my but my point is the Cardinals just devised a defensive game plan that you had very little answers for until the fourth quarter. I didn't want anything to do with them, and I do think Kyler provides problems with your strength. And the strength of this team now is its pass rush, as weird as it is to say. Like, or at least in my opinion, if you're ranking the strengths of the Cowboys, I think it's pass rush, and then I think it's probably it's probably the passing game. It's definitely not the running game. Um, like I think Stafford is going to, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the same way. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to take some sacks as well. He's a statue back there as well. And I found that to be a bit of an advantage, but I I don't want, I just think San Francisco, the way they play is way more physical. You know, when they were healthy and at full strength, if we think the Packers are the best team in the NFC, they might be, you know, I think the Cowboys and Bucks could go beat the Packers on any given day. But, man, San Francisco gave Green Bay all they wanted early in the year. Aaron Rodgers had to pull something out of his butt with 40 seconds left to go win that game and kick a 53-yard field goal to win that game. Like San Francisco, when healthy, is a very, very good team that provides a lot of tough matchups. And that's why I was just kind of – I think I would rather have the Rams, to be honest. I, I, there, there are a lot of holes in the, of, of holes in the Rams game, is, is what I'm saying. They got that top-level elite talent. I We all agree on that. But the Rams haven't been playing like complete football games since October. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I think I think it's like what what John said though. I think the parody is so strong. You can make these cases for really any of these teams, and I and I and I really do believe that. You know, whether you look at the quarterback play and one play it, for one team, the quarterback play may be more advantageous for the Cowboys than another. But but then the running back might be the issue. The defense might be the issue. And I think you'll see that with all these teams. I don't think I think the only team that is truly a weak link in the NFC is really just the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's one where it's kind of a wash. I don't think that game is going to be worth anything. I think the Bucks will roll. 
But other than that, I don't really think, and forget the NFC, I don't. I, I really don't think that there's really any game in the NFL playoffs aside from Bucks eagles that's just going to be a wash. And then I would say, with, if you're comparing it to Cardinals-Niners, because that was what, it was what it's come down to, what it was going to be all day long, the other advantage that you would give to wanting to play the Cardinals is that you would feel better about facing Cliff Kingsbury a second time than probably yeah. uh, this coaching matchup against Shanahan. But even with that being said, like, I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury did a ton to win that game, yeah. but Vance Joseph did. He seemed to have a real nice plan for this offense. So, I mean, you look at the head coaches, but it's more than that. It's your it's your entire staff. So there's, I don't know, I just, the way I look at it is, I, I just think that all of these teams have different advantages, disadvantages. Like there was, they were never going to get some team in this first round matchup that was going to be like, oh, oh, well, they'll, they'll be fine against them. Now, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, this game yeah, won't be, yeah, yeah you sure. know, this, this will be, you know, who do they, who will they have in the second round now? Like, it, it was never going to be like that. I mean, and, and, and if you thought it was, then, then, then you've just admitted me that you haven't watched the Cowboys over the last two months. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, oh, right, well, just, just honestly, the, the coaching thing, I, I agree with John on that too, because I wouldn't be so convinced that this is just going to be Jimmy Garoppolo against Dak Prescott. I think, I think we're about to, or I think Kyle Shanahan is the kind of coach that, will incorporate trade Lance a lot more in packages and stuff and maybe it doesn't happen in the wild card round I don't know but he's the kind of coach where if you have that weapon sitting there it wouldn't surprise me if he was if, if he was a bigger if he was a bigger problem than we've seen even in the regular season where he has made some impact I, I agree to an extent but I would also say that they had a must-win game today and you didn't see a lick of Trey Lance um, but, but yeah, no, I give you, you have a week to game plan and all that stuff. That's where you put all together. So I kind of have like, I have difficulty getting on board with the, uh, the whole, like, Hey man, you got to play everyone. This kind of goes, takes us back to, to the Eagles game on Saturday night. You got to play on because you got to get the confidence going. And I'm like, well, we got the confidence going against Washington. And then the next team you played devised a really great game plan and you kind of sucked against them. So what happened? Didn't that, shouldn't that confidence from last week help, help us? Like I, I th- but I will say, I think Saturday night went about as well as it could have gone for the Cowboys. Uh, a, on the injury side, of course, first and foremost. B, just the way the game went. You, you really couldn't ask for a better turnout, in my opinion, for how that game went. Would you agree with that, Johnny? Yeah, my, my only two negatives I came away off of that game, uh, and there was certainly way more positives, uh, but the only two negatives were um, one, the obvious Greg Zerline now is up to six missed extra points, oh, six, six missed field goals. And, and, and he's your kicker. So there's not going to be any going in another direction. Did y'all ask so, uh, McCarthy about that after the game, John? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what, actually, you know what? I don't know if McCarthy had anything on that specifically, mainly because when he's been asked about it multiple times this year, he's said the same thing, which what are you going to say other than, yeah, we have confidence in our kicker. What can else can you say? You, like I said, it's not like, it's not like this is a backup quarterback situation. We're like, well, no, no backup's going to play now. No, this is your kicker. Yeah. So you can't really be that critical of him. Um, and then even when Greg talked after the game, it was just like, you know, this is just, you know, we're going to have an extra day before, you know, our first playoff game. Give me a, some extra time to work on some things. And you're just kind of <laughs> like, all right, well, that, we should have been working on this all year. But um, that was been my number one. And then the other thing would just be, man, I understand Micah Parsons didn't play. I understand Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs didn't play, but 
you're really burying your head in the sand if you think that this run defense is where it needs to be entering the playoffs. So that was mm-hmm. that was the other part of it that was a little disheartening because uh, the Eagles were running out of practice squad out there and they were running the ball pretty well, particularly in the first half. So those two things were a little a little concerning, but clearly the positives outweighed it. The fact that Dak played really well. And like you said, KT, the number one thing above all of this was is the health. Uh, Keanu Neal was the only one that, you know, you could tell he injured his arm pretty early in the game. The way he immediately grabbed it, I was like, ah, that's probably not great. And then Luke Gifford immediately came in. And then yeah. Keanu came back into the game, but he just wasn't the same. But, I mean, let's be honest. Keanu Neal wasn't exactly making game-changing plays anyway. I mean, they're thin at linebacker. That's obviously a weakness. Um, but if you were going to lose a player, considering how healthy the Cowboys have been getting recently, um, you know, they can afford to probably move some other pieces around. And obviously getting Micah Parsons back will be a huge benefit there. But uh, all in all, I thought there were more positives than negatives. Well, and also like an efficient game. This is kind of what stands out to me. Um, it was very efficient. Dak 21 of 27. Um, you'll get Zeke. Uh, they were, uh, they were trying to get Zeke 85 yards, but Zeke almost got, you know, five yards of carry. Hey, Looked real quick, good. real quick. Promise you none of that will carry over. None of what, no, it, what Zeke of in the, the run stats, game did. None yeah. of the, none of the running game can carry over. If you, if you want to carry over thing, I'll give you one possibility. And it's the, it's the game reps where you get kind of Cedric Wilson back into the groove. You know, this one thing yeah. to do it in practice. He knows he's the number three now. For him and Dak to click the way they did, I thought Dak had a lot of nice passes last night, um, but I thought the two best were both on, on throws to Cedric Wilson. And so that I can think I can see carrying over because this is the trio you have going forward and you weren't getting as many reps with them in the in the previous like month and a half after Gallup came back. But yeah, that running game, he, the running game thing, that will not carry over because that that what they were running on against the Eagles, you will not see that against anybody yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think to go back to the positive with Dak, I think the the throws that he was making ever like the the throw to Schultz that he had, but also the one I think and I think this was Cedric Wilson. John, correct me if I'm wrong. It was the deep out on the right sideline. Yeah, um, that's early the one, yeah. on in the game. That was that like you know Incredible. those are the yeah those are the kind of throws that like you know Dak can make and you just need to see it consistently. And I think we saw that as consistently as you can get within a one game span um, against the Eagles. And so that and so that was a big positive because, you know, Dak has been in, as McCarthy joked, a slump for a long time. Um, and, and for him to get kind of out of that and get going before the playoffs was huge. You know, what's interesting about him, like great on those whenever whenever the line jumps and he gets those free plays and it's just <laughs> like, hey, I'm just going to throw this up there. Some of his best throws. It's been like that yeah. all year. And probably even if we if we go back to previous seasons, there's no question that 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 is a good situation. It seems like he's in a rhythm. He's not thinking. He's just like, hey, I'm putting this out there. When he's playing like that, that's when Dak's at his best. And Kellen Moore won't say this, but I believe that's the biggest reason you've seen them go more with what they call their fastball offense, because it's mm-hmm. like getting up to the line, just reacting as opposed to just getting up to the line. Wait, let's read. Let's point Thinking. out adjusting. Exactly. And you're just kind of just going with the game. Now, it's this is the NFL. You're not going to be able to do that on every single drive, every single possession. But it is an interesting tool that you use in certain situations to kind of maybe jumpstart things. Um, and we've seen that throughout the season. But I just another one of those things I noticed, uh, you know, in the Eagles game. Absolutely. And th- this conversation that I'm about to throw in, well, it's not going to be a conversation because this is not the day to have it, but we will be having a conversation in the future, probably when the season's over about how much money Cedric Wilson's made for himself. 
And that's, we're not going off one game here. We're going off being like solid, reliable guy when someone's been down all year long, coming in and putting up a big game. And you could say, okay, we're well, going to get the Eagles defense and we can say all that stuff. But Cedric Wilson has proven time and time and time again to be not only the most valuable number four wide receiver in the league, probably, but a guy who could probably go make himself some dough in the offseason. And that kind of makes things a little different. Maybe if he gets offered a deal by teams that have cap space and there are teams that are going to have a lot of cap space and, you know, the Cowboys obviously towards the bottom of that and you can move things around, but there's be some things to weigh with Gallup and Cedric Wilson for the Cowboys to think about, or are you replacing the draft or, you know, Amari Cooper was your leading target getter. That's something we'd kind of talked about. Amari had even talked about it, you know, uh, seven targets. He was your leader in targets. We can't talk about the number one wide receiver, you know, let's have him come in and he did it. Man, that's kind of what he does against the Eagles though. Right. And I, I tweeted this during the game as just kind of like a hypothetical. It was early on after, obviously, Cedric Wilson had those first two touchdown catches. It was just kind of like, he's been their better number three receiver this year. If you're just going from yeah. week one till week seven, well, week 18, and you just went over all of the film of every offensive play, not only do I think the offenses run better when he's been their number three this season, I think his rapport with Dak has been better than it was with Michael Gallup. And that's not to say that I think Cedric Wilson's a better player than Michael Gallup. I'm just judging it on what I've seen this season during games when it's mattered. Yeah, and so one thing on that I will say is, and, and you know, I'm not as close to this this season anymore as, as you are, John, but I would say that it, it's almost, I don't want to say it's completely apples to oranges, number three, number three comparison, but the plays that they run for Gallup are so much more different than they run for Cedric Wilson. Like Gallup is more that vertical, big body threat, like, you know, that kind of, the, the, I mean, the play that he got hurt on. Like that's, I haven't seen Cedric Wilson really run that kind of a play and Dak kind of throw that up for him too often, um, back shoulder, corner of the end zone. It, it's just, they, they use those guys very differently, I would say. Okay, and that, and that and no, but that feeds into kind of what I was getting into. Maybe that's because those are routes the quarterback doesn't feel as comfortable throwing as he likes throwing other yeah. routes. And that's not Michael Gallup's fault that those are the routes he's asked to run in this offense. And that's not this, that's not even a knock on Dak. That just some quarterbacks are like certain throws better than others. I mean, I'll give you the one example that I go back to all the time just because of what I've seen in training camp, what I've seen preseason practices, things like that. That fade ball that Cooper Rush threw to Amari Cooper in the game winner against Minnesota, he throws that ball better than Dak Prescott does. Does that mean Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? No, he's not yes. even close. Oh, oh. But that's one particular <laughs> throw that, and, and you know what? He might not even throw it better. I just feel that he feels more comfortable throwing it. You just see him attempt that more. Now, again, smaller sample size. Cooper Rush obviously doesn't get as many reps as Dak does. But I'm saying when Dak was out, when, when he was sidelined in the preseason, practices, things like that we saw, Cooper Rush loves throwing that ball. There's 10 other throws that he probably doesn't like throwing anywhere close to that Dak does. But because of that, I'm just saying with this group of receivers, it seems to be this season with what Dak likes to do, what Cedric brings has just been a better fit for this offense. Yeah, and by the way, this has been true for Dak his entire career. Remember, with Dez Bryant earlier, we, we used to be like, okay, what's is there something wrong with Dez? And Dez is just that more big-body possession receiver. And Tony Romo... Had 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 better. He was more comfortable throwing those balls, those back shoulders, and all those kind of things. Where Dak is more of, like you said, the the route running of Amari and and you know all that kind of stuff, crossers down the middle and stuff. That's just what Dak is more comfortable with. This isn't 
a new development either. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, so I do think it's fun that it's Cowboys and 49ers because it does remind me of the mid-90s, which, Saad, you were born in 1995 probably, right? Right around then? Uh, yeah, right uh, right at the beginning of 95. So right after the uh, the 94 NFC title game, wasn't it? Wasn't that the infinite, then, infa- infamous one, I should say? Not infinite. So this is, this dr- is Saad's fault? Uh, no, it's not. Didn't they bring it's, back the, uh, the 3D jerseys that they were wearing back in those days? Those would look awesome, by the way. 49ers got yeah. great uniform combination, Cowboys 49ers. Man, I'm sorry, man. I got sidetracked now because I got to throw this out here before I forget. Can we? Can I Can I go in on Sean McVay for a second? Yeah. Just, sure. just a second. Okay, so I'm a little annoyed by. Ooh, I any hope this is. Coach I hope this is what is, I'm thinking. Go ahead. I think it is. I'm pretty annoyed by any head coach that's like too fired up and wired up yes. and just kind of stare, like roided out all the time. Dude, I'm sorry, but don't act like you're so into it that you don't know where the sidelines are. Yes. That you're running into the end zone to celebrate yes. a touchdown catch. That's insane to me. 100% agree with you because you can say whatever you want, but you can't argue that that isn't a like, look at me, look at me. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, everybody knows you're out there. Like, it just it's kind of like a, like a little man thing where you're just kind of like, dude, what are you doing? First of all, you're not good enough to be on this field. That's why you're coaching. So go over there and coach. You're not a player. And, and, and I wouldn't say this if this was a one-time thing because anybody can get caught up in the emotion. He was running down there, like, high-fiving Deshaun Jackson earlier in the year, and I was like, what is he doing? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's got, almost got like it's, like, too much. I'm like... You're an NFL coach. Act like it. Oh, I need a get. I need a get back coach, and my get back coach has stuff on him so too. So stupid. Um, uh, his get back coach, not exactly a great guy. But I'm just like, man, can we just have some like? Let's not act like we don't know where the sidelines are. If you're well, an NFL co- head coach and you're de- you're the genius who devises the offense. Oh, I know so much about spacing and route running, and look at all this. I don't. Oh, but I don't know where the sidelines are, dude. Get get out of here. Hey. So first of all. Just want to get that out of the way. I'm pulling for Kingsbury and the Cardinals in the playoffs. Uh, I want them to just take, go ahead and handle up on that. How, I, hey, I don't have time for McVay stuff. How right bad now. does that look? You know, because that that was one thing. Speaking of the Cardinals, that I was thinking, like going into t- today's games, is I was like, man, if you're Mike McCarthy and you lose twice to the Cardinals in like a week and a half, two, well, it'd be like two and a half weeks. Like how bad that looks. Why don't we just go ahead and put that over on on, on to old McVay? You lose that game the way you lost it today. Then you go and lose to the Cardinals. Like, it races everything that was said in the offseason about how, like, 
He just had to get rid of Goff. Goff was holding him back. Uh, this is the best team you're possibly going to get, sir. Like, you're not yeah. going to get a more talented squad than this. And then to have the season end like that, oh, that shine of the Sean McVay boy genius would wear off real fast. And then Kingsbury enters the playoff losing four out of his last five games, that one game being the Cowboys, of course. Uh, Russell Wilson weirdly played better than he's played really since he's been back from the finger thing to get – to go ahead and upset the Cardinals. And so here we have the 49ers. Is there any doubt that, though, this is of the six games, I was looking at the potential six games because one is not finished yet based on Chargers and Raiders and what they do tonight as we're recording. The Cowboys and 49ers, to a casual fan like across the, the nation or even across the world, that's the game that gets everyone's eyes, right? I mean, if you want to argue Steelers and Chiefs, you can. Those are two classic franchises too. But given the fact that Roethlisberger can only throw checkdowns right now, Man, Cowboys 49ers is such a highlight for the league. Uh, am I, am I, I'm surely not the only one that feels that way, am I? No, I think they're. I think they'll definitely take the opportunity to over like romanticize it as well with like you know everything from the 80s and the 90s. Like it, it's great marketing. It's a great marketing tool for the league for sure. For me personally, I, I would. I'm looking more forward to Rams Cardinals just because you know that's what I teams, tweeted too. And and, and they're just high scoring offense I could see that that game I can see that game being like this game we just watched between the Rams and 49ers where I mean if you if you don't have a rooting interest like I don't know how you don't think that game was exciting I mean not only the quarterback play but there were just plays being made all over the place um so for if you're just trying to watch a game I could see that game being more entertaining uh I can also see this Cowboys Niners game being kind of a dud just with the styles of play where it's like you know like was there anything great about that Cowboys Cardinals game? Twenty five, I think twenty five, twenty two, whatever it was. Like, yeah, they're two good teams, but like when you watch it, did you did you leave it going, man? No. Did I just watch two of the best? You don't feel that way. And again, I'm only saying this because yeah. you mentioned the non, like just hey, someone that just gonna non Cowboys fan, someone just watching the game or whatever like that. But to Sod's point, the historic side of it, 49ers Cowboys. Oh yeah, they're gonna play this up. And I agree with you, KT. I mean, if it ain't gonna be Sunday night, don't be surprised if they get that Monday night spot. There was a part of me that wanted the Saints to get in and and the Saints get to play the Buccaneers just to kind of see because the Saints because uh, the Buccaneers have had so much trouble with the Saints. Yeah. But it would have been a Trevor Simeon game uh, because uh, Taysom Hill went out with a foot injury. He says there's yeah, a lot going Simeon, on there. I was like, but man, what if Tom Brady got taken game? down that by Trevor Simeon? Insane. That game was nuts. Oh my god. Hey, Heineke, <laughs> Heineke gave him a lot last year in the uh, in the wild yeah. card round. And didn't Simeon did. beat him in the second game this year? I, I think that was Simeon, right? I think he did. I yeah. think he did. Oh, I've man. become, this is so weird, Sad. You know, we've talked about many times, like, I'm clearly on Team Belichick more so where you're on, on Team Brady. Yeah. Almost to the point where, like, it's made me root for the Patriots because I just want to I want to see <laughs> Bel- Bill have this success. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> all this stuff over the last few days from Antonio Brown, <laughs> has made me really root for the Bucks, where I'm just like, please win without this dude. Please, please win without this dude. Just just how entertaining that will be if they literally, it's not even a blip. They go back to back. It's like, no, Antonio, they really didn't. Like, you obviously helped. I would never say, I would never say that they he wasn't a part of them winning the Super Bowl last year. But he thinks he was way bigger part than what he really was. And so that's, that's part of me where I'm like, eh, Tom wins another one with the Bucks. I don't know. There's a part of me that'll kind of enjoy it. While we're off, just a little bit off the beaten path, just a little bit. The fact that the Chargers and Raiders, though, could go tie tonight and then knock the Steelers out and guarantee that both of them would be in the playoffs, 
the fact that, and I'm telling you right now because it's 7 nothing Raiders, the fact that they're not just having a kneel-down fest is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in football. <laughs> and Brandon Staley, Mr. Analytics, Mr. Progressive guys, like, we've got to protect the shield. We've got to protect the integrity of the game. And I don't know what Rich Passaccia's thoughts on it were, but given what the Raiders have been through this year, I think you'd be happy to probably just shake the hand. You have a 100% chance, a 100% chance of making the playoffs if you both agree to tie. You have a 50% chance of making the playoffs. Check the analytics on that one, Brandon Staley. Because yeah. I got, it's kind of flying in your face. I mean, it's the dumbest BS of all time right now. What are now, you going to do, though? The, you really the, think that you're just going to go out there and everyone's just going to go back and forth and kneel the ball down? Who cares? Who cares? No, but like, they wouldn't do it. Players, players care. Yeah, Coaches player, care, man. They wouldn't oh do it. The like, players can suck on it, dude. We're playing next week. If the uh, players can't see over. that week 18 doesn't matter, if the players can't see that week 18 doesn't matter, or does I'm not telling you, Casey. The, okay, hold you're on. wrong on this, man. I'm telling you, this is the biggest. No, I'm not. Let me let me speak to you. I, I, like this is exactly like while you'll see games like today, like the Lions and Packers. Like the players do not care about how the Lions. No, if you just I lose, they they'll don't. get the number one pick. I, I, I just that's why like player, my players aren't coaching my team. But even as coaches, though, I'm telling you, the coaches are just as competitive as the players are, man. They're not going to well, want to. they're especially, stubborn. Yeah, especially against a team that's a rival like that. Like, I just cannot see them shaking hands and being like, we will tie. Like, just kneel the ball down. Like, well, I just, man, I cannot see why you them, would ever do that. One of them you would wouldn't lose the respect for the Cowboys if they did that. Or the Packers or whoever. Hell no! I would lose respect if they, if they made the playoffs. Oh, I would respect if they played. Yeah. First of all, don't even talk about making the playoffs because if you're that much of a loser that you're just going to sit there and kneel the ball down, you don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. You don't win a game and go anywhere. If you're a real legit team that can like do something in the playoffs, you're like, yeah, I'll play whoever. Like we're not kneeling the ball down. The team that they would be knocking out is the Steelers whose quarterback can't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. The forward pass has been eliminated for Pittsburgh. Okay, like I'm just telling you like a tie. Okay, here's this week five. Oh, all we got to do is grind it out and make it to the dance. And once we make it to the big dance and get hot and get in the tournament, then anybody can do it. Rah, rah, rah. Shut up, coaches. I mean, what 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 they're doing by playing tonight's game so is win. an insult to smart people all across the world. No, so, no. So just I, win. Just win the game. Like, just, aren't, you, aren't you a good just football win, team? Just win, baby. That's worked for years, John. Just win, baby. Yeah, the Raiders hold on, hold just on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just tie, baby. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We're if you want to, that you're taking it to another argument. If you're just going to take to just win, baby, and you're the Raiders, why are we even talking about ties? They're not going to do anything anyway. I'm talking about teams in general to have a philosophy like that. You're a loser. Like you're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs no. anyway with a mentality like that. Yeah, and also We're like I, in. Name, name a team. Name a team that's won the Super Bowl. Because that's what this is all about, right? I know you guys just want to make the playoffs. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Name a team that's won a Super Bowl that would do that bullshit. Name one. My coaches are already my coaches are already in there watching a game film on the Chiefs and the Bills and getting ready for them next yeah, week. Yeah, who right? are probably going to blow well, the they, doors off you because your coaches suck if you guys are agreeing to kneel down and take ties. Name no, one. Seriously, and, name a team that's won a Super Bowl that you think would, would settle for some bullshit tie. I, I, I don't uh, think any would. I don't think I any would. And also, I don't think either of these teams would either. I think if they even did something like that, I guarantee you, at like the end of the game, they'd be taking a knee, uh, taking a knee, and like they would like fake knee, take a throw like a thirty-yard pass to get into field goal range, and 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 try to win the game. But I I, I agree that I, I you got Dude, you have to play to win the game. Let's not overthink this. 
okay, here I am as a head coach. All right. Maybe I'm a head coach. Maybe I'm a head coach and I'm a stubborn head coach and I want to go play. Well, my boss comes in, my general manager or my owner says, do you want to make the playoffs? Uh, yes or no? Yes. Okay. We'll relay that message to your players. We need to tie tonight. Okay. Uh, players, do you want to make the playoffs? How many of those guys on the 53-man roster are going to say no? No, the answer is 53 of them, most likely, are going to say Yes, I want to make the playoffs. And they're going well, to say yes, so do. we're going to go out we there and win the game. We're not kneeling to down. To make the playoffs. No, no, no player that this deserves an NFL cr- Who cares about <laughs> the analytics? Like, KT, I do. You're acting 100%. Like, chance no, 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 of getting no. in the playoffs. KT, have you ever played a competitive sport in your life? Yes. You sound like a loser. Yes, and if, here's what's competitive. Getting into the playoffs. I want to win a championship. I don't want to win a preseason game. Okay, if this is the Cowboys, let's talk about if this is the Cowboys. If Saturday night, the Cowboys had a 100% chance of making the playoffs by playing the Eagles, what oh, would your thoughts wow. on it? Oh, to make the playoffs? What a, wow, that would really, or that not. would keep everybody's jobs. Who cares? If you're not going to, if you're not going, if you're going and backing in on some kneel down bullshit like that, you're not going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. You're a coward. Like, you're not making well, no run, and that's what the Cowboys have to do. They have to make a run. It's not about making the playoffs. Nobody cares that they just made the playoffs right now. It's about making a run. How are you making a run after the last game you just played in was you did 52 kneel downs? That's embarrassing. You just told me week to week momentum doesn't matter, though. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Cowboys, the Cowboys, if we're bringing it back to the Cowboys, they clinched the playoffs weeks ago and didn't blink, didn't care. Demarcus Lawrence was talking about like the playoffs like it was an afterthought before they even clinched. And when they when they uh when they beat when they played the Eagles, they could have done exactly what you're saying, KT, kneeled down and entered the playoffs doing nothing. And not only did they not kneel, they didn't they didn't they didn't play their backups, they played their starters because you play to win the game and you want to go in not backing into the playoffs. I don't understand how that philosophy the way that yes, you're making it sound, KT that's different. Is, the way that you're making it sound, the only way that I would do what you're saying is if somehow you won the game and you could miss the playoffs, and the only way that you could make the playoffs is if you tied. Like, yeah, then I then I understand. But if there if you can go out there and win the game, then you go out there and win the game. Exercise a little self control, humans. And I'm talking to you, Sean McVay. But like, why did Tony Romo need to play left tackle in a preseason? I mean, uh, need to play quarterback, not left tackle. Need to play quarterback with Tyron Smith not playing left tackle in a preseason game. Well, why did Tony have to couldn't turn it off? Well, maybe these bad things won't happen. You can turn it on and you can turn it off. Exercise self-control, humans. Here we go. Back to what we're talking about. <laughs> what we're talking about. I mean, we, we covered everything Cowboys-Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are in, they're going to get railed by the uh, Buccaneers. But what if we'll they don't? the 49ers later in the week. What if they don't, though? Pollard, we feel, Pollard, we feel pretty good about him being as close to – as healthy as possible. Yeah, I think that's why he ultimately sat out and they didn't play him is because, hey, let's just make sure to get him right. He wasn't ill. Uh, You know, like, that's the reason Trayvon Diggs didn't uh, make the trip. So I I believe it was just to rest uh, his foot because he's he's their big play guy. I mean, in the running game, if they're going to have the running game get any big plays in the playoffs against good playoff teams, it's going to have to come from Tony Pollard. So... They need him to be as healthy as possible. So I thought that was a smart decision. And and to be honest with you, they're like Corey Clement and some of those other guys, they actually look pretty good. Now, 
they're not going to get deeper than Corey Clement on the on the depth chart. Yeah. So I, it doesn't really matter what Jaquan Hardy does. He's not going to be active unless there's several injuries. But um, yeah, so I, I yeah I think Tony Pollard will be fine. We should probably like you know we had a uh, not, not a breakout. I don't even know what the definition of a breakout is at this point. But like we did have a little bit of COVID issues last week. Michael Parsons, uh, a couple others. That's probably my biggest concern in terms of leading up to the game because the Cowboys are relatively healthy when you when you take a pretty good look at it. I mean, the Gallup thing stings a little bit, but they're you know, filling that gap nicely with Cedric Wilson, as we talked about. But my biggest concern is just kind of having a COVID breakout because, you know, your quarterback hasn't got it yet. And if there's anything I've learned uh, of watching the NFL or really any pro sport this year, Saad's seen it with the Stars up close and, and here with the Mavs as well. It's like, well, your hopes and dreams can be ruined by – COVID sneaking into your house. So uh, that's kind of my biggest concern, at least for the upcoming week. I'm interested to see how many cases are reported. If you want to talk about COVID. Like yeah. we have, we had all these cases reported these last couple of weeks and I don't see yeah. any reason why all of a sudden it stopped, but let's just see how many yeah. reported this week. Uh, more importantly, KT, we need to re- tally up our end of season record predictions mm-hmm. and see if any of us yeah. were correct. Because I don't believe I was correct on anything. I think I was. I think I predicted ten and ten and seven. Okay, something like that. John ten and seven. Yeah, I don't think anybody had twelve wins. Kent ten and seven. Mm. Sod eleven and six. Okay. KT eleven and six. Oh, so it's between me and John. We have to do some kind of tiebreaker. You guys are. You guys are really optimistic. <laughs> you guys always have been the ones believing in McCarthy, so I should have known. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see where y'all got off. So game two, can't pick the Chargers to sneak that one out. Let's see here. Yeah, let's see if some tiebreakers. Uh, you guys both picked New England to win that game. Uh, John had Minnesota, but Kent got the Cooper Rush win right there. Uh, Kent had Atlanta winning early in the year. Did John got that one. You guys both had KC winning. Yeah, that doesn't matter so much. You guys were 10-7. Uh, we obviously don't know the, the um, we did the Cowboys halftime thing. Uh, John actually won that with Luke Combs. So is that the tiebreaker? Did he win? <laughs> John, he had, had Luke Combs as a, as a prediction. I don't remember that. That was his alternate. Okay. Yeah. His first one was the baby. All right. So, so I have to do a smelling out. salt. <laughs> is that really what it do is? That anymore. I want to do the smelling salt. If okay, you get yeah, them, I, I think, will do that. I think John needs to do it for the, yes. for the podcast. Well, for we the, also did, Yes, I will. Uh, in, I would love to. In, we also did MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year, so we can use that as a tiebreaker too. Once we okay, I, we know we what those are going to be pretty much, right? Yeah. What, what did we? Coach of the year? Were we even close on them? Just say what they were and see if we we're yeah. even close. MVP John said Mahomes. Okay. Uh, Kent said Josh Allen. Oh no. I said Russell Wilson. Hey. Oh. Uh, Sod Aaron Rodgers. There you oh, go. Nice. Sod. Sod is cleaning up. Coach- Coach of the year, John said Kyle Shanahan. I think there's a chance, but probably not. Uh, Kent said Sean McVay. Hmm. I, uh, Sod said Sean Payton. And I said Brandon Analytics Staley, <laughs> who will not won't. be coach of the year because he's going to lose tonight and miss the playoffs for being a moron. Even if they Take won, the he's time. not winning it. I can't believe I didn't pick Bill Belichick for that. That's, that I, actually surprises I can't me. John, yeah, I can't believe John didn't pick Bill Belichick either. Take the time. Uh, rookie of the year, John said Kyle Pitts. A chance there. A thousand yards is a tight no end. Way. Right? No way. No way. It's completely, that, the, both those races are completely over. 
Kit said Trevor Lawrence. Saad said Jamar Chase. There you go, Saad. Killing it. Let's go. And I said Najee Harris. So, yeah, That's it. Tough. What about comeback? Everyone loves a good comeback story, Kent. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a Dak, John Dak, Dak Prescott for John. Uh, Kent, mm, Carson Wentz. Oh, no. That's tough. Sod Joe Burrow. Sod's Ooh. killing it, man. And I'm going to have a tough one here. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Man. I cover the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, what happened to that guy? And I, so I'm around Dak Prescott the most. So I think he deserves to win that. But I don't think I'd get very loud with somebody that thinks Joe Burrow should win that. Yeah. That's a tough race, man. And I know it's pretty much yeah. over. Vegas-wise has had Dak out in a big lead for a while. But, man, that back-to-back performance that Joe Burrow had and just the fact of where he has Cincinnati right now, uh, how how quickly he clicked with, with Jamar Chase, I mean – like I said, Dak's going to get that award, but man, Joe Burrow deserves to be in that argument for sure. Also, do you remember the other day uh, where we were talking about wide receivers who had returned from ACL injury? Right, the right. One that, the one glaring omission that, that we are forgotten, somebody on Twitter pointed out, was Cooper Cup. Like, I forgot that Cooper Cup tore his ACL like in 2018. And then, oh, like, yeah. here he is setting every receiving record pretty much. Yeah, uh, he's... He's pretty good. Uh, what else you guys want to get into? I'm an open book. I mean, Bob Saget, uh, oh. the uh, Jeez, Full House. One note uh, kind of related we can end on is um, related to the 49ers. When when they're on, my, my wife always calls him Janine Garofalo. I think that's funny. <laughs> Instead of Jimmy Garofalo. Yeah. Okay. No, no okay. I can see comic that. From the 90s. Come on, it connects. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, well, well, SNL reference. There's two comedy notes back to back right there. Yeah. Uh, one more w- positive than the other, obviously. I, I know. Um, I know. We'll talk about the Cowboys and 49ers later in the week, but I'm just curious. Like, do y'all do y'all have like memories or vivid moments that stand out with Cowboys 49ers of of that time? Oh, I remember the f- opening game of 2014 when Kaepernick and Co. destroyed the Cowboys. That was not fun. Um, remember a game? I think Jeff Heath didn't he like kick a field goal in in yeah. San Francisco one time? And of course the '90s. I mean, I remember Emmett Smith sitting on the bench covered in mud uh, during that game as a kid. But that's one of my first football memories: yeah. Troy Aikman muddy walking off as so San Francisco kind of yeah. cut into that that what was going to be three in a row. You know, San Francisco weaseled their way in there. I also think was it was the Jesse the- Holly game. Yeah, was and was that the thirty-eight twenty-eight game, KT, the muddy jersey one? Because um, that's the one that Troy Aikman said that he's like proudest of as his entire career. Um, that that game that he lost, they were down like twenty-one nothing, and then made that big they comeback come but back, fell yeah. short. Yep. Yeah. Ninety-four that NFC Championship game. First, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, thirty-eight so that, twenty-eight. Yeah, so that was mm-hmm. the one. First. One I just remember at those times in Detroit, it was very like. Um, kind of like how Red Sox Yankees are, where you're like not in a spot where you should have a rooting interest, but everybody around you has a rooting interest. And that's how it was like with the Niners and Cowboys during that entire time. It was like, yeah. I don't know, that was like a, you know, that 90s time. I mean, if you lived it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But that was that was peak era in the North 
of winter starter jackets. And <laughs> I can tell you this right now, the Detroit sports teams were not good enough for kids that, to want to wear those. So there were, I remember so many people having Cowboys and 49ers winter starter jackets because those were just the dominant teams that Packers I mean, do. That's Packers. Came that's the thing. Brett Favre, they did yeah. a little bit after, but again, like yeah. when you're in Detroit, that's, that's still like a team that you kind <laughs> yeah, of don't like. Of that. So you're not going to see that yeah. as much, but with that, with the, Cowboys and Niners, it was like they had built this up for like a while. That's why I didn't. I almost said Warriors, Cavs, but that just didn't run long enough. So that's why I compared it to Yankees, Red Sox, where it's like several years of this, where it's like people are kind of dug in on like, oh, we know it's going to be Cowboys and Niners. So who are you rooting for there? Because you got to remember at that time, it didn't have the parity it did now. It was who's going to win between the Cowboys and Niners because that's who's going to be your Super Bowl champion. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know who can match up with Buffalo. It was like, who's going to blow the doors off of Buffalo? No, I think, I, I, and I think the the more, like, more parallel example in the sport is really Patriots-Colts um, of the Patriots-Colts of the 21st century. Um, when you were looking at Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, it was just the, the winner of that game and, and whoever had the advantage. I mean, you go back 2003, 2004, the Patriots – beat the Colts in the championship game in the divisional round 2006. Colts beat the Patriots in the AFC championship game. Like, that's the kind of back and forth that Brady and Manning had throughout their runs there. And I remember those two years of this Cowboys-Bills, and then after that, when San Francisco got in by beating the Cowboys, uh, that was the year old Stan Humphreys and the Chargers. They got passed. I remember uh, Jim Harbaugh's Colts. I remember being around that Stan – it was the Chargers got in that year. Uh, and then, of course, the 49ers blew them out. Uh, one last note, and then we'll get out of here. Again, we will have a big Cowboys 49ers preview episode later in the week. I do want to throw this out there. The opponents for next year, we have those already. I mean, we've had them for a while, but it's all complete, the home and road. It might be quick to kind of run through that real quick. Uh, it's going to be a NFC North year. So you're going to get the Bears at home. You'll get the Lions at home. Uh, you'll get the Houston Texans at home. We get the AFC South year. You'll get the uh, Indianapolis Colts at home. Uh, you will get Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady, if he stays, and I imagine he will, you will get Joe Burrow at home as well. And then, of course, you have your Washington, Philadelphia, and then the Giants. And on the road, the road trips this year for old Father John. John, go ahead and pack your winter gear because uh, you may have to go to Green Bay. Uh, you're going to have to go to Minnesota at some point. Uh, take your beach gear because you'll be going to Jacksonville. Uh, you'll be going to Tennessee, so go catch a good country music show. And I haven't then, been to that uh, stadium. You, it's one of few I have to cross you, off the list. I'm excited about that. And then you can go have dinner with some of your favorite actors as you have to go back to SoFi Stadium for the Rams. Love it. And then, of course, your, your division games again. So there's your kind of your opponents and, and home and away splits there for, for next season. Did you we'll, mention the Lions talk. on there? Uh, no. I think the Lions yeah, are so, in yeah, there. So I, home, yeah, I think I said, yeah, after okay. the Bears, yeah. Got them at home. You don't have to go to Detroit, man. <laughs> You stay here. <laughs> oh, wow. hey, one more thing. Completely out of left field here. You know what else is wild about those Niners and Cowboys back in the 90s, too? Is that, like, again, being in Detroit, not close to San Francisco, not cro- close to Dallas, like, jerseys were such a big deal, like, at that time, too. And that Deion Sanders jersey, when he signed with the Cowboys, was, like, the it jersey that, like, everybody had to get. And it's just funny, because when I think about that, I think about just how crazy that was that... Like there's no defensive player today that's even close to what Dion was at that time, and the fact that Dion played for both of those teams, like in their in their prime of their runs, like that, like was just yeah. wild. Like there just isn't. I mean, I'm not saying there's not good defensive players in the NFL, but there's nobody on the level of like as polarizing as Dion was at that time. Like I wish I could compare it to somebody nowadays. There is 
nobody like that at all. It, it was it, those crazy times, man, for sure. But yeah, when you watch those teams, you always had to have a rooting interest. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, playoffs are here. We know uh, what the matchups are for the most part. Again, Raiders, Raiders and Chargers are declining to take the knee <laughs> and uh, take the tie, uh, sadly. Uh, but a lot of the Eagles at the Bucks, 49ers at Cowboys, Cardinals at Rams, and the AFC. If the Raiders win, when as I say this, they have a 10 nothing. It'll be Steelers at Chiefs, uh, Patriots at Buffalo, a rematch of the running game where they no one threw a pass. And then you have the uh, Raiders and the Bengals. If the Chargers were to win that game, that would shift to Patriots, Bengals, which is uh, arguably, no, not arguably. I, th- I think that's far more entertaining, to be honest. But, uh, Either way, wild card is here. We'll be back later in the week. We'll get you a full preview. Cowboys 49ers. We'll make it happen as we get ready for wild card weekend. And we will know when the game is specifically. We'll actually know in a couple hours, but we're recording this Sunday night. Sorry, y'all. I hope everyone has a great work week. I hope everyone is nice to everyone around them. And I hope everyone takes a long look in the mirror about analytics. You know, don't just spew misinformation out there. If you if you really care about analytics and want to be the face of something, you know, commit to it. That's all I'm saying, Brandon Staley. I just want to go shots fired at both LA coaches today. That's what really would you put your job on it if you were the if you're Brandon Staley? Would you put your job on the line? Like 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 if you got fired the next day for that, would you be like, yeah, yeah? I would, yeah. Wow, KT. the people who fired me are idiots. The people who fired me are idiots for not wanting a guaranteed shot in the playoffs. If the day of the season started, you said, oh, you make the playoffs, you would say, yes, I will take this deal. Like, you just would. I, I would also also say this, though. This does open up another window of how much control do coaches have over their players. And if I'm a player who's not making a lot of money, by the time we know the tie scenario is happening, how much traction can you get from the outside world? You might have to look yourself in the mirror and say, can I be bought? Because my teammates aren't going to be mad at me for mm. let's not say let's say it's not a quarterback who does it. Let's say they uh, let's say uh, it's a punter and a punter takes. There's the, no the way. There's snap. literally you could be as talented as LeBron James with your mentality, KT. You would never play at at the at the professional level. I gave that up. Like a I, long I time. like John. Hey, I'm not six feet tall. But I'm saying even if you were, <laughs> I'm not. I'm no no. I'm saying if you were with the mentality you have right there, like that sounds great for. Um, that character in Moneyball that Seth Rogen played, but I'm talking about to be the Jonah actual Hill. players on Jonah the field. Hill. You can't. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Jonah. You can't have that type of a mindset. You just won't make it. I mean, it just. It's why we're doing. It's why we're doing radio. We're not. KT. <laughs> we're all I'm gonna say. Games I'm, right I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna leave you with the quote: "Ain't nobody here to kiss your sister, kiss their sister." All right. That's from Ted. That's always been a weird one. Yes. But yeah. That's no. From that's Ted always Lasso. been a weird quote. Yeah, in all scenarios, not just this one. Yeah. Oh, ties suck. No one's, no one's, no one's saying that ties are great. Here's the thing, though. I think, and I also believe I have the power—not a power. I believe I could talk people into things. Um, so one thing is, I think I could go, <laughs> guys. Look, how about this? None of you are going to get hurt tonight. You're getting a free check. No, I want to play. When your boss goes. Hey, man, you want to get off work? No, here's what uh, you do. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take the day off work. Here's yeah. what you do, Casey. You're still going to get paid if you're, for it. If cool. you're the GM in this situation, here's what you do. You call the NFL, and you you get a conference with the NFL to cancel the game. 
and you you make it you put it on them as a player safety issue. No. You don't you don't you don't Gavin go out Chris there. And, and, if you go out there and do kneel downs and stuff yeah. like that, I'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna happen. Twenty years from now, you're doing thirty for thirties, talking about how like that's the biggest regret I ever had in my life. I get hate mail to this oh. day. Like it was such a it was such a dumb mistake, especially because here's the other thing, KT. The re- this is one of the biggest reasons that goes against your thinking. There, it's never happened before. The backlash that you get would far outweigh anybody that thought it was a good, good decision. Because the people that think it's a good decision will be like, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I get the analytics. But the people that are against it would be so far against it. Like, I can just give you a great example. Like, there would be so many fans annoyed by the fact that players did that. I just, I, I think it would be so bad for the league. Okay, so so should we eat each other? Or should we eat, or should we uh, go eat the Steelers together? I mean, it's a, it's a simple conversation. It's strategy. It's not, it's it's not simple because, like, like Kent said, it would have to be something done where you don't take the field. Because if you guys are just both taking no, the, take field the field and you, you both are kneeling down the organization for four at quarters, the management level and you go to conference oh, call with Goodell what an embarrassment. on canceling the game, you don't, yeah. That's what would just happen. Look today, just look today at the outrage from Joe Judge because of the two QB sneaks he ran from inside his own, which basically a lot of people took as just running the clock out on the game and things like that. Like, you, you don't. As a paying fan, you don't go to see that kind of loser product on the field, whether you have something to play for or not. If I was a paying fan at that game, the fact that they were taking the risk of playing, I'd be like, you guys are all idiots. So you must have really, you know hate, you must have really, you must have really hated that Cowboys game then on Saturday night. <laughs> I had my thoughts on that, too, and it ended up working out. And How did you not Martin work them into this thing, then? This is mean? a Cowboys podcast. How did you not work because those thoughts in here? Because it's, it's the same scenario. The scenario is if I lose tonight, I don't make the playoffs. But if both of us go out and tie, then we both make it and another team doesn't. Dude, there's no one happier right now than Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I mean, I could just screw their season. It's over. We get in. I'll worry about you later. You're probably going to lose next week. I cannot believe that you're You not tell me the Chargers that. couldn't go beat the Chiefs? All right. I think they we could. got another pod this week. Oh, we can boy. continue this then. <sighs> Just tie, baby. It ain't hard. This really was. This really was all about You can see the shirts being printed. Yeah. Just tie, baby. With Mark Davis's face on it. Hi, I'm a loser. The chili bowl. (laughs) No, you're not a loser because you're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. You're You're going to be in the playoffs for a long time. Week 18. Playoffs. If. Yeah, oh, I mean, we made the playoffs because we nailed it down. Hang, up, a, hang a banner for we that. We didn't make the playoffs because we were stubborn and lost in Week 18. Right. One of those teams is going to be saying that. The other I'm team's going to be I'm not selfish. hanging a banner for either one. You're just happy to make the playoffs. You, you're probably hanging a banner for that. Nah, bro. Uh, my team got the bye week. <laughs> the Week 18 game was so important for the Cowboys that we spent all of this episode talking about the tie scenario. Um, all right, we're going to talk Cowboys 49ers hardcore a little bit later in the week. Thank you so much for listening, liking, sharing, telling people, texting your friends and family. We love it when you do that. Thank you so much. For uh, Saad Youssef, who's also covering those Dallas Stars, of course. It's my afternoon Dallas Stars this weekend. That's going to walk. For Father John Machota, for our producer Kent Garrison, I'm Kevin Casey Turner. We'll talk to you a little bit later in the week as we get you ready for Wild Card Weekend in Cowboys and 49ers. This has been About the Cowboys. How about y'all fix this shit?